13 minutes after 8 o'clock. It's a Motivation Monday. So this morning on Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM, where you're at, we have uh, asked to join us in studio a friend of the show, Mr. Timothy Maurice, brand consultant, author, columnist, and friend of the show, like I said, and he has a new book out. Mr. Webster is is always actually out there. Just before he came on here, he was busy consulting me about other things. Hey, <laughs> this man, he's going to charge me one of these days. So we actually had a conversation about this book briefly before, Fueling Futures. And we're going to speak to Mr. Webster specifically about his contribution to the book and what was so different because, you know, he is an author already, but there's a different contribution here. Timothy, thank you so much for joining What's us. What's up? How are you? Um, I'm just thinking about some of the things you're saying to me off air. Yes, yes. Nah. Yes, you know, I'm looking forward to making money from you. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest about it. Guys, let's just go straight to Mo. what this thing is about. <laughs> make money from Mo. He's the richer one. But on the real, so uh, you, you've been a part of this book, Fueling Futures. Yes. Chat to us about that and what your involvement was in that book. Yeah, so it was my investigative look into a young woman's life, Tepiso Poza, who is, you know, she's... Basically, she's a young woman who's invested in male-dominated industries, the fuel mm. industry. So I wanted to look at what she's facing, what nonsense does she have to go through being the only woman in most of the environments that she's in. Mm. And, um, you know, this is my sort of fifth book. Mm. So the first four were just sort of a theory, you know, looking at, you know, what is personal branding, what is influence, what is the psychology of identity. So this was my first sort of case study mm. where I got a chance to look into the depths of a young person's life, how they have overcome their personal challenges, how they are dealing with building a brand and how they're dealing with positioning their own influence. And in her case, how, how she's going about making a difference. And I think um, maybe we should point out the industries we're talking about. Obviously, the title being fueling yes. is somebody who's involved in that space of yeah. fuel. Uh, Frisch and I were asking her for gas. We're still waiting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tough times ahead. But but I think beyond that, as as you said, a woman trying to navigate these spaces of male-dominated industries, also trying to find her own identity because she is the daughter of somebody who is well-known. Yeah. I think for her that was quite – that was the easier part because it's not like, you know, this was the first decade after – you know, democracy, mm. you know, not that many people operating really, you know, he's not top of mind. You know, he's mm. not like somebody who's currently in the space. In fact, you know, she says that a lot of the time when people do find out, it's more a negative thing than anything. You know, mm. it's not like a positive contribution. It's not like it's it's a good thing most of the time. Sometimes it's like, you know, we're going to say no to you. We're going to give it to somebody who we think is more deserving, mm. you know, because maybe they come from, a, you know, a disadvantaged background. So, you know, that was the refreshing part of the book is that she's just, you know, as she told you on the show, you know, she's been, you know, she had been raped. She'd been battled depression. Mm. She had been strangled by a boyfriend and mm. almost died. You know, it was what was ref- what was interesting for me and what gripped me in her story was the fact that she she was just normal. Mm. And that that's what I wanted to do is document the story. You know, I've been fortunate, you know, writing for Destiny magazine for over 10 years and, you know, working on CNBC, documenting leading women's stories, people that were well known. And I wanted to document a story of someone who no one knew. 
mm. at the time, you know. So this was me was what is the universal thing in human nature? What are, what are you know every woman going through? Mm. And it, you know she, she owns a petrol station, mm. and she had a a man sort of running the station who was stealing from her. You know, mm. just regular stuff like that we document in the book. And how does she have to come to terms with that? And what does she learn? Mm. So we grapple with real stories. And it's not just your you know, your typical kind of book where you're just kind of trying to pump somebody up. It's a raw story. Her being a female leader in male-dominated industries and your perspective of how women lead, what would you say is different? Because you're using the scenario of a man stealing from her. In my mind, being a nurturer, a, prote- a, a prov- um, well, I'm a provider and a protector, but being a nurturer and more emotional, one might think a woman would be like, I'll share, maybe the children need it. Like, how have you seen, and maybe <laughs> speak from Tepiso's side as well, that women handle challenging situations like that when it comes to uh, le- being well, leaders? Well, I, I find from over the years in interviewing women from across this continent in particular, I find women are far more detailed very, very focused on the small minutia, like literally getting down to the hardcore. They, she found out he was stealing because she was so focused on the details. And he tried hard to hide them. Like he was like this undercover agent. I mean, he went straight hardcore on yeah. her. But, you know, so it would have been much worse probably if it had been a man. Is that why we're so good at catching men out? Yeah, I mean, and you're like so bad of... at catching us <laughs> up. Because men don't pay attention to detail. <laughs> exactly, mm. you know, exactly. So. You guys bring us flowers and we're like, what's her name? We know you don't do this. So let's get that part out the way. You know, pink is way. not my favorite color. <laughs> exactly. What's so, her name? Yeah, so, yeah. So. so so one of the other things is perhaps the impact that this journey has had on you at a personal level, also considering you know, some of the subject matter covered in, 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 in the book as well. I mean, what, what has that been for you? Oh, man. Like, I see relationships differently. Hmm. You know, there was a moment we were writing. We, we'd gone away for a couple of weeks just to get the what I call the heavy lifting of the book um, written. And um, there was a moment where she was speaking about this trip where, you know, she was had gone with her on a holiday with her with her partner at the time. And... You know, he was acting shady and doing this sort of stuff and hanging out with his boys and didn't tell her the whole story of what was going on. And, you know, as she was talking about when he came back to the room and, and you know, he put her his thumbs on her throat and she mm. couldn't breathe and she felt herself dying. It was in that moment I realized that this started with him just being shady, mm. Mm. you know, this, that he was just, you know, weak and, and afraid of just saying what he really wanted to do. And I realized that, you know, in a relationship, in any conversation, being blunt um, is powerful. Telling mm. somebody, this is exactly what I'm doing. This is exactly where I'm going. Because oftentimes we're afraid of the truth. We're afraid of the raw honesty of what we're really thinking. You're afraid to tell your girl, look, actually tonight I just kind of want to hang with the boys. Is there something you can do tonight? Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> instead of just being mm. honest about it, it turns into a drama and chaos and she almost died. You know, it's crazy. But isn't it crazy that um, we have created these toxic environments for ourselves where wanting to be with someone all the time is what we think love is, when in actual fact, it's okay to be like, Mo, I love you, 
but can I have some alone time, God, with your boys? That's why people are so uncomfortable having those conversations. But we'll unpack that when we come back from the break and also find out how you and Sepiso met and how that relationship develops of, tell me, you're now asking these painful questions to unravel such a painful story to put it into a book for us to read. The book is called Fueling Fire, uh, Futures, my apologies. Fire, though. Fueling Futures. It's fire. But it is fire. (laughs) And of course, uh, we'll also speak about who should be reading this book when we come back. All right, we're going to get an update from uh, traffic. Rob Beasy has all the details. Rob, what you got for us? Hey, thanks, Mo. We have... Hashtag Fresh Breakfast. Good morning and welcome. This is Dem Tuda and Njelik with Shesha Geza. It is the ultimate morning song. In fact, I don't, I don't know of any other song that is a morning song as fitting as this one. But you didn't join us. You didn't join us. Can we just do it one time? Are you ready? Are you we, ready? We can't though. Hello. Hey. Wow. <laughs> hey, I pitched. Isn't that enough? <laughs> I showed, you showed up. up. I'm here. <laughs> well, uh, the guys have another song out. It's called Bade, and it's doing the rounds at the moment. So, I'm pretty sure sooner or later, radio will be playing Bade on the back of Shesha. Yeah, Shesha Bade. It is a half past eight. We'll get into the headlines and sports. Joining us in studio is Timothy Maurice Webster. He is a friend of the family, uh, one hell of a guy. And there's a book called Fueling uh, Futures that he wrote um, jointly with uh, Tepiso Posa, a very influential businesswoman. Uh, just talking about some of the issues she's been grappling with at a professional level and some other deeper stuff at a personal level. We'll talk more about the book and what it um, says and uh, perhaps this is a book that you need to get one way or the other. It is 8.30, time for the headline. But I would imagine, uh, Tim, that a lot of people want to get their hands on uh, Fueling Futures, which is that you are a part of, that you co-wrote with the Tepiso Posa. Yeah, yeah. And we, we've had a fascinating discussion just uh, this morning around the book, uh, some of the themes it represents, and ultimately your own personal journey. You touched on specific things around putting it together and what it involved and you mentioned going away at some point to go have a sit down i mean uh, you know how involving is this kind of process you know it's crazy a lot of people don't know i mean i've helped a lot of people write books people you guys have had on here but no one ever knew this time i decided, does that make you casper not in your vest so you're a ghost writer casper the ghost you're Yo, guys, guys, I can tell you stories, guys, Mm. stories, stories. Mm. But, you know, the thing is that this particular book, we, we, I wanted to look from my lens as a man who's researched a lot of, you know, women's stories and create a balanced conversation. So a dialogue between the two of us. So it is a dialogue. So the process was, I mean, we met a few times um, for me to hear a bit more about her story. And I mean, I wanted to realize, I wanted to feel that I could do it justice and it wasn't, wouldn't be better served with someone else. I also wanted to feel that we had a general rapport, that we would get along and she wouldn't look at me one day like, dude, you're boring. Because mm. I, I know, you know. So um, once, we, once we got through that first phase of rapport building, I'm like, okay, we can do this. And then we just sort of what, process. What was the thing that she said that made you say we can do this? Because somebody's sitting at home thinking, yeah, Lynn, I've got a story. I want to write a book. Yeah, what yeah, was yeah, that yeah, thing? Yeah. It was how hard she works. Mm. She was telling me a story about 
you know, when she went into the petrol station and, you know, what time she would leave and then leave there and go to an orphanage. And I was like, yo, this woman is serious about life. You know what I mean? It was just mm. that that thing in her eye as well. Some Sometimes, you know, some things you can't translate. I'm sure you guys are interviewing a guest sometime and you look at them like, this person is full of crap. You know what I mean? Like, you just know. We like, were sure. having that feeling they, right now. They can now. be talking deep <laughs> spiritual. <laughs> Right this moment. Thank you for getting me. You know, that if I was Afrikaans, I'd say tech. <laughs> <laughs> but since I'm not, I'm not going to even address you. Sure, sure. But so, so that was the first phase. Second phase was we had to book the time for the writing, mm. and we did it in several different spaces. What I like to do, I read, when I was when I was a young younger writer, I, I read, read a book called Writing Down the Bones mm. that talked about how changing spaces can shift how your brain kind of works mm. and see, um, you know, your writing process. So we booked several spaces and then we, you know, we actually in this process of going to the bush just to lock down. And it was a bit weird because people, you know, kept walking past us, thought we were in a relationship. <laughs> because it looks that intense. Yeah, I mean, it was so intense. You know, yeah. people walking yeah. by like, ah, oh, lovely. And then, you know. <laughs> but it, it was is real a relationship. There's, there's a different kind of intimacy, mm. but it requires vulnerability and Yo. intimacy to be able to share those real parts of and yourself. And then people walk past me. Uh, Timothy, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we see you. We, we see, see you, you. creeping. <laughs> Honestly, this is the creeping in the bush. <laughs> I'm so glad we actually finished this book because otherwise... <laughs> now you can explain it. <laughs> I can explain this whole bush thing, guys. If you saw me in the bush, you can go to exclusive books and prove that we actually were just writing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we had to book the time and really, and there were times when literally we, we, we had to wrestle and fight with each other because I'd want to go in a different, a particular direction. And she'd be like, look, not in my culture. We can't go there. Mm. Hmm. And those were the moments that were really humbling. And she said, you know, it's not that I don't want to say that. It's just that in my culture, you cannot go there. Mm. And I had to just sit back and go, I'm still learning. So if there was another version that was your way, Give us an example of one thing that you might have worded differently or included. Now, I, I got what I wanted. I, you know, there, were a, there was a moment when I wanted to unpack a particular story about a grandmother. Mm-hmm. And it had to do with a, when, you know, a cooking experience. Mm-hmm. But we ended up telling the story in a way that made sense for the culture. Mm-hmm. And what I was doing was it just didn't really make sense based on the context of the story. So it actually ended up working out. I mean, I'm very happy with with um with what we've produced together and collectively as a team and i mean i was introduced to her by the leadership 2020 team nicholas regifoot and spusiso leope who founded that organization and they had been working with a bit of the family project so i'm I'm just very grateful i got a chance to meet her but also mm. that i got a chance to learn you know it's like I, you know i've been here over a decade but i'm still learning mm. and, and and i look forward to those humbling moments where i had to you know, sit down. You don't know what you're talking about right now. Mm. And I enjoy those moments. Wonderful stuff. Well, the book is out, Fueling Futures, From Influence to Impact, Tepiso Posa and Timothy Maurice Webster. You can get yourself a copy of the book and uh, explore, explore, explore. Where can we get the book? Yeah, I'm good bookstores, but let's hang out. Hit me up on like LinkedIn or um, Instagram, Insta Timothy. You know, we we doing you documenting a bit of the journey. We're going to be having more book signings. So if you actually would like to attend one of the book signings, we're going to have you know exclusive books coming up soon. Hit me up, you know, in one of the platforms, Twitter, wherever you hang out. But Insta Timothy is good because you get a chance to see her and, and to visually engage it um, on Instagram. 
Timothy Maurice Webster, always a Thank pleasure you you having you in the studio. And I know you and I are going to talk offline about the ongoing zones yeah. in the space. Yeah, yeah, we'll ne- what, what, ne- what space are we referring to? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know if I'm going to be part Ongena of your gossip or not. Ongena, yeah. Oh, it's in other spaces. All right, that's fine. Consultants. Yes, gossip. Consulting. It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming through. And of course, I'm I'm always there for a man who is champion a, wo- a championing a woman's story and being able Thank to you. tell Thank it you. in a way that I think um, does justice to what she's been through, considering who she is, the family she comes from. But what a power of a woman! Yeah, she's uh, amazing. What um, a power of yeah, a woman, man! Make sure you get that book. Thank you so so much, Timothy Maurice Webster. Our Monday motivation interview for this morning on the Fresh Breakfast Show.